You know, TikTok is an interesting place. My favorite place to be besides here, you know? <laughs> it's like a distraction <laughs> out of this out of this shithole world. Uh, I found out that I might actually have to delete it off my phone when I start work, which really sucks. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, because all the, the things. It's China owned. Yeah. And I can't Oops. have like Chinese stuff on my phone when I go into a secret workplace. Right. Secret spy place. Yes. Uh, spy. <laughs> I'm a spy. What's that? What's that fucking TikTok? I'm an international, international super spy. I'm an international super spy. Okay. Yeah, that. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Um, so anyways, I learned some weird, like, weird, like, unexplained, like, high strangeness. High, high strangeness Ooh. is what we're going to call it. Always pops up on my For You pages, like, because they fucking know I love that shit. So I found something that was on on um, TikTok that was brought to my attention of something kind of like int- not like not spooky, not true crime. It's a little it, it does it's a little bit on the true crime ish, but it, it's mm. it's interesting. It's interesting. I think we should all know about this. I think we should all just sit down, take take a minute to learn about this thing. You okay. Ready? Okay. Yeah. It's called the Zone of Death. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yes. All okay. right. So, the zone of death is the name given to a 50 square mile Idaho, which is important, Idaho section of the Yellowstone National Park. Oh. So, because of a fancy little loophole that somebody found, I don't know, once I explain it, it makes sense because I don't don't understand why this is the way it is. Um, You could do anything you wanted there i.e. criminal activity is what I'm speaking about, and you technically could not be tried. Oh, no. I don't right. like that. So you Let's never could, go there. Yes, yeah, so you could go out to the zone of death, murder somebody, and it would never go to trial. No, I don't yeah. like that at all. Yeah. So so let's let's talk about a little bit like I don't know you're thinking like how? Like how the fuck is there an area where we can't um you know be tried? So Weirdly enough, the United States District Court for the District of Wyoming, not Idaho, is currently the only U.S. District Court to have jurisdiction over multiple parts of the state. Okay. So so Wyoming is in charge of this area, even though it's in Idaho. That's dumb. Right. So apparently... Wyoming has full, let's see, due to, due to the fact that its jurisdiction includes all of Yellowstone National Park, which oh. extends slightly beyond Wyoming's boundaries into Idaho and Montana. Gotcha. Correct? Okay. So, the federal government also has exclusive jurisdiction over the park. Mm. So, crimes committed in a park cannot be prosecuted under any of the state's laws because it's federal land, right? Yeah. Right. So, it's not technically wyoming's deal though so like there's like this like weird loophole of like wyoming's kind of in charge of it but it's this the zone is not even in wyoming but it's still a federal state park right trials in the district court are normally held at the federal courthouse in shaney is it shaney wyoming sure sure Sure. okay we're gonna go with that however however the sixth amendment to the constitution states that juries in federal criminal cases must be made up of citizens who are both from the district and the state oh where the crime was committed oh right so because of this charges for a crime allegedly to have been committed in the in this area of the park the trial would have to take place in that area 
as the Idaho portion of the park is uninhabited, also, okay. a jury of residents for both the state and just district could not be formed. Oh, that's stupid. There's no one that lives there. That's really stupid. They need to come up for a law specifically for that because if anything like really bad happens there, they're gonna have to like they're gonna have to let the person go. That's right. dumb. So I'm sure I'm sure like they would fudge something up. Oh yeah, right for sure. Like they would try, but uh, it would be an unconstitutional trial, and you could yeah. argue that and get the fuck away with it. I don't like that. That's like in like right when planes were becoming a thing, like a super popular thing. The first time somebody intentionally put a bomb on a plane and, like, killed everybody on board. Right. They couldn't try them for the murder of everybody. Just for the person they intentionally tried to kill on the flight because there was no laws in place to do anything about taking an airplane down. So they only got charged for one murder. And a lot of manslaughter because that was just collateral damage in the eyes of the court. And then they instituted laws about airplanes, like federal crimes. Right. So. Yeah. It's, and it's interesting because I was like, oh, like we, if we have new technology, we have to come out with laws. But like, yeah, everyone's all over that shit about like, because I was like, what new technology is coming out that like laws have to be implemented with? But they're all mm-hmm. over the self-driving cars. They're like, you know, what if a self-driving oh, yeah. car hits somebody and it's like, huh, whose fault is it? So there's all that legality of it. So we're learning. We're learning. We're learning something, you know. We're trying. We're trying to learn things. Um, so, however, the discovery of this this zone of death um, was discovered by a Michigan State University law professor, Brian C. Yep. Kalt, uh, that was going to write an essay on the technicality of the Sixth Amendment um, and then was trying to find a hypothetical place that this like whole scenario would happen and found the zone right. of death that 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 constitutes yowzers okay yep yep so um wrote that essay called the perfect crime published in 2005 in the georgetown law journal oh um it was never fixed that's ridiculous and, but no crimes have ever happened there well and that i mean that like weird? that's really weird that's gonna bother me so I'm never gonna go to I, that I guess, section of yellowstone yeah, I, I guess i guess no one's ever either really doesn't know about it or no one's ever like been like you know what let me just drag someone out here to murder the shit out of them yeah because like even then like you'd be charged with kidnapping in a different area so then they could probably just tie it in that way unless you had a fr- quote-unquote friend that you wanted to murder <laughs> right. and were like hey let's go camping <laughs> in this friend. one spot <laughs> I don't like that. No, you don't. I I I thought I should share, make it more public information. Let's just let's just put it out there. Hopefully, and someone will do it and actually test the waters to see if it could happen. I mean, please, please don't. Please, just maybe, maybe let's hope that somebody that listens is a a lawmaker in that area. Oh yeah, and is going to be like, hey, let's fix it. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, you're hoping for the best, but honestly, yeah, yeah. Let's let's be real. But yeah, let's let's Ooh. let's be. It's not gonna. It's gonna be a thing. Like it's gonna. It's, yeah. So here we are. Um. Okay. It's so fine. I just I just wanted to tell you a little bit about that, and 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 you know spread the knowledge because because knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yes. Right. Yeah. So. Who times? Wow. That's. Yep. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. So that's that's my that's that's all I got. You got anything? You got any? Uh. Uh. Um. If you've not watched Loki yet, you should. It's great. 
Oh, aren't there like a bunch of like Christians that are trying to protest it because I don't know he's gender neutral and also like gave birth and then. Well, I mean that that's just how it is in Nordic everything, right? Like. And so Christianity people are like, that can't happen. Well, if so, those are the dumb ones. Don't listen to them. So <laughs> those are the dumb ones. Oh my god. Yeah, okay. that need to like read some of the stuff again about like leaving other people alone and like you know leaving other people alone. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Cool. 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 Um. Yeah. All right. Cool. But yeah. All right. That's a we, great uh, show, and you should watch you, it. You so. want to know what is also a great show, and you <laughs> should listen to it. Yeah. What? Uh, these spooky stories. Ooh. I damn Mike is messing up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm yeah. having a brain fart again. Okay. Uh we're at we're at um uh opening roll. Okay, so yes. flip going, yeah. flip going, who reads first? Yes. Yes. Uh no, I want flip. booty. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Oh, 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 shit. Did you just fucking yeet it? Yeah, I did. Jesus. Uh, heads, I go first. I'm so sorry. Okay. That's fine. Okay. It's All right. Um, we're going we're gonna to start doing something a little bit differently before I get into talking about everything else. Um, during the summertime, the podcast podcasting season is slow in the summertime, so people aren't submitting stories as much as we would hope. So when that happens, we'll be shifting our Spooky Tales episodes to the fifth of every ten episodes, so like every yeah. fifth. But if we pick up again on getting more stories, we will go back to the three, eight uh, episode Dealio. slots. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. So that's, that's for me. Yeah, so probably over the summer, we're just going to be sticking to the fives, and then once we pick back up again, it'll be cool. Yeah, which I think is okay. I think that's yeah, reasonable. It's fine. It's it makes sense in my brain. Okay, cool. Um, uh, uh, if you what do we do? What do we say? Oh, if you like what we do and you would like to keep supporting us, definitely be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash haunt her. I barely know her. We have two tiers. We have the $5 tier that is called the investigator tier. That is the basic tier. You get a shout out. You get um, access to close friends and um, you're part of the crew and you investigating know, crew. Yeah, you're. Yeah. And then if you want to check out the seven dollar tier, which is the medium tier, you get access yes. to you get everything from the five dollar tier plus access to additional content and notes. Yes. I still need to figure out. I can't remember where the notes fall. I think the notes is also in the five dollar tier. I need to check that. Yeah. But because both. I, I don't remember either. Yeah, that's probably really bad um oops but yeah the bonus episodes are fun we need to get yeah, back to they're, doing that they're great they're super yes. great um uh, but i've had a little bit of a gitch um i gotta go to a funeral so that's been a little yeah that's been ongoing yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. we okay okay i wanted so to see if i can look first? it up on patreon what oh oh okay look it up I on was, patreon yeah i was trying to look up on patreon real quick i was like where the fuck do the notes fall but i can't figure it out right now we're right in the middle of the recording so we're just gonna move we're just gonna that's move okay on. I'll, I'll figure it it's out fine. eventually if i remember so i go first so Tell me. Spook okay. me. All right. So we got a story here. It's a, little, it's a little long. It's a little long, but she did a very great, she did an amazing job writing this story. It's pretty good. When I was 18 months old. Whoa, that's early. Okay. Yes. So this is uh, like, I guess, like a story told uh, from her parents to her kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, um, when I was 18 months old, my parents moved from Southampton, England to Southern California. Oh, I'm, wow. What a fucking move. Okay. I was three when we moved from Orange County to 
the town that I eventually grew up in in the Central Valley. My parents have always loved old homes. I'm so sorry. This is off to a really bad start. Um, old homes and houses with a lot of whimsy and character. That's just hauntings. I mean, same though. What the no, f- I like and- old houses with whimsy and character. I'll <laughs> do mm, fucking character. And they were lucky enough to find a turn-of-the-century ca- craftsman-style home in the downtown area. <gasps> it, it was a beautiful house, very nice. unique, artfully and skillfully de- designed, and it had a lot of charm. It was the quintessential, quintessential all-American home, which really spoke to my British parents. The house itself was quite interesting. When you walked inside the home, it was a lot cooler inside than it was on the outside which is odd because it gets very very hot in the central valley yeah that is that's fucking weird yeah that's nice the, though it's haunted it's it's just fucking haunted uh <laughs> the house was very dark as it had a rich mahogany paneled paneling on the walls Ooh. and dark hardwood floors the kitchen was very pleasant and there was a window that would look out into the backyard which was filled with permission per persimmons pers Two trees. They're filled with trees. And uh, it was a darling California home. We're just going to do that. Um, from the day we moved into the house, strange things began to happen. We had a toy poodle named mm-hmm. Buster, who was my absolute <gasps> best friend. Buster? Buster? Buster used to sleep with me every single night. But the day we moved into that house, he started acting very funny. Ew, oh, it's not, not, not an actual fucking toy. I'm an idiot. It's a dog. Toy sized. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Woo! He refused to go and shut up. He stopped laughing. He refused to go into my bedroom. Refused to sleep with me. It would not go into the back hallway at all. Oh, that's he, good. That's encouraging. Uh, he also began to have a lot of seizures in that house. Oh, no. He had he had had seizures previously, but when we lived in that house, he was seizing constantly, and when we moved out of that house, the seizures stopped. It was having serious effect on his behavior and health. The house had an eerie feeling to it. My parents felt that there was always someone watching them, always someone standing right behind them. And the kitchen had a terrible, dark feeling in it. From the very first night we moved into the house, I complained that there was a witch in my closet. Oh, oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I ran into my parents' room crying, very distraught and upset, reporting that there were evil people in my room. Originally, my parents just thought that these were nightmares. But it was consistently happening every night, and I was using the same rhetoric, these evil people in my room. Multiple times, my parents would hear a thumping in the night. Upon returning to my room, they would find me sitting on the floor crying, insisting that a wish witch had pushed me out of my bed. Oh, that's cool. Big thunk walking into the room. Why are you on the floor crying? Oh, I got pushed out of the bed by the witch. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and the for sale sign goes immediately the fuck back up. <laughs> It got so bad that my parents began to look for another home. Oh, thank you. They were oh, both, cool, yeah. <laughs> they were both very fearful in the house. I wasn't sleeping, and it was having a massive toll on our entire family and their relationship. Only after four months of living in the home, my parents decided it was time to move. They were not going to find their American dream in this house. They purchased another house in town, and true to our family, we decided to move on Christmas Eve. That's fair. <laughs> me mom and buster were the were at the new house while my dad was finishing up tidying things at the old one he said that he was cleaning up the kitchen when he had this horrible sensation that someone was standing behind him he turned around to i'm getting fucking cold chills he turned around to see a full body apparition of a woman standing in the kitchen door oh that's cool she's he, probably gonna be like why are you leaving 
He was so terrified that he ran out of the house, not locking the door behind him, jumping over the back fence, and drove frantically to the new house. My mom said that he was sheet white and still to this day has no idea how he was able to make it to the new house safely. Nope. Because we moved near Christmas time, my uncle had accidentally sent our Christmas presents to the wrong home. Oh, my shit. Mom, <laughs> <laughs> my mom drove to the old house to ask if the new owners had our Christmas presents. The woman who opened the door was incredibly pleasant and told my mom, oh, no, I haven't. No, oh, no, I don't have them. I actually sent them back to England. But we've done, but we've been, what the fuck? Why would you say, okay. Uh, but we've been doing a lot of work on the house. Would you like to come in and see what we've done? Absolutely the fuck not. I mean, I would come in just to be like, so has anything like happened since you've been remodeling? Like, mm. how's it going? Mm, Anybody get- standing behind you? What about mirrors? We're getting there. We're getting there. Oh, God. Of-, <laughs> of course, my mom was desperate to see the renovations. The woman sat her down, and over a cup of coffee, she looked at my mom and very very seriously stated, you know this house is haunted. <laughs> yeah. My mom That's didn't know left. what to say. Of course, she did not want to tell this woman who was lovingly restoring this home that, yes, she did believe that the house was haunted. So she sat patiently and listened as the woman explained that her son, who slept in the back room, the same bedroom that I slept in, was complaining of evil people in his room and scary creatures in the closet. Ugh. She also said that they were experiencing poltergeist activity, but she didn't think the spirits minded them, and she was very happy in the home. You fucking psycho. My mom was shocked and said, yes, we too had a fright. We too had a frightening experience in this house, but the woman seemed to be at ease and at peace, feeling that these were benign spirits. Ma'am? I think it might also depend on, like, who the people are that's moving in, like, how badly they get messed with. Correct, correct. Um, fucking poltergeist activity. So, like... I don't want to live there. No. Like, if you have poltergeist activity, the answer is no. So, anyways. Many years later, I was doing a play in the local theater, and everyone was downstairs in the basement telling ghost stories. I ended up telling this story, and as I looked up at the group, I saw a boy sitting there, white-faced and terrified. He looked up at me and said, I'm the little boy who slept in the back room after you. My parents own that house. And they did. His mom ran into my his mom ran into my mom at the theater, and she was the same woman who had sat on the sofa all those years ago and said, "You know, this house is haunted." But the story thickens. The story thickens. For although she didn't seem to think the house Jesus was spooky, Christ. <laughs> she didn't seem to think that the house was spooky. Her family did, and they ended up moving out of the house. She turned the house into her office, and she was fine with the ghosts. She ran a very successful business from there. However, her employees were very, very frightened in the space. They were reporting poltergeist activity, things being thrown, items being moved, nothing in the place where it was, where it had originally been, and this horrible foreboding feeling of being watched. It was so bad, she eventually moved her business from the home to a different location in town. The family still owns the home to this day, and her son and daughter-in-law live in the house with her children. So, what? this, this what? sounds to me like a Bobby Mackey situation, where, like, mm. he doesn't have any issue, but everybody else fucking Every does. fucking buddy else does. But the son moved back into the house with their children. Why? She says they're very happy there, which is wonderful news, but I've always found it so compelling about the story. So- but what I've always found so compelling about the story is that we were not the only ones to experience paranormal activity at the home. 
I did some research on the property and I could not find any record of deaths that took place in the location. However, it took 11 years for them to build the house, which is an awfully long time for construction for a construction project. Perhaps something terrible happened during the construction of the home or perhaps it's something more mundane like the money ran out. Perhaps the current structure that resides on the land has nothing to do with the paranormal activity at all. Maybe the ghosts are connected to the land itself. The... This portion of the Central Valley was once home to the Yokuts. Thank you for putting the pronunciation in there. Thank you. And other Native American tribes. Perhaps they hold the key to the mystery of this home. I would say the fuck so. Regardless, I think my parents found it very reassuring that another family also had experienced strange happenings in the house. And still to this day, when you ask them if they would go back and live there again, the jury is split. My mom is adamant that she would never live in that house again. My dad, however, is up for the adventure. Your dad was the one who fucking ran out of the house. Are you kidding me? Well, I mean... Huh? That's a little... I figured that would have been reversed. That the mom would be okay with it and the dad wouldn't. But to each their own, I guess. Never. I would fucking never. You wouldn't go live back at your dad's haunted house? I think now that I'm older and I can fucking mm-hmm. leave when I want to, I would. Yeah, yeah. But it's not poltergeist activity. I think I would have some fun. Flipping I think- bottles, moving your phone, that's all poltergeist activity, my dude. Two things. Oh, and turning off the sink. Turning on and off the sink. And coming the right up behind your dad and yelling at him. It came up behind the TV. me as I was. All right, 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 all right. Yeah, it's, it was poltergeist over, activity? Yeah, it was over spans of years. Um, we're not. Um, yeah, 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 we're not. It's, it's fine, it's mm-hmm. fine. Anyways, anyways, mm-hmm. it's, it's your turn. So that's, oh, 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 sorry. Uh, that's Becca from the West, uh, the West London Witch Podcast. She is awesome she, yeah. has a, she has a very soothing voice and she is a wonderful human being to talk to i i did a um i did a story with her so she's gonna be putting that out in season two um nice. i talked about my house with her so she's got the mm-hmm. podcast the west london lich which which uh her instagram is the underscore west underscore london underscore witch and yeah you should check her out she's actually really really good and she puts a lot of work into it she's very passionate about it that's awesome. Hey, thanks for the story. That was really spooky. I yeah. liked it. Eh, okay, your I turn. I it a lot. Okay. So mine is split up into different experiences. So we're going to go with Jessica's experience first. Okay. So my name's Jessica, but I'll answer to Jess, Jessie, Mama, or Mom. I have three kids. My youngest, I often refer to her as Minnie, is 16, and she's the only one of my kids into the paranormal as much as I am. We're going on our first overnight investigation together soon. That's cool. Have a lot of fun. Overnight is really... I don't think I'd do an overnight. <laughs> I, hmm, hmm. No? No, I don't think so. I think a couple hours is good. I don't, I don't <laughs> think <overnight's. laughs> that's That's a good healthy yeah. dose. Yeah, yeah. I can I can leave. So that's nice. <laughs> anyway, I've experienced several, several paranormal events in my life, and I'd say that I love-hate the relationship with them. You see, I'm an empath and, a, and sensitive to things. I can't sleep without some sort of background noise because when I was young, I could hear footsteps walking around my bed that would usually stop by the head of my bed, but often paced along the side and foot of my bed. That's disgusting. That's fucking terrifying. Ooh. Holy Ooh. shit. I would, I would simply pass away. I would simply just fuck off out of this world. Holy shit. I think I'd die. I agree. I think I would just die. I had that. Nope. I'm, mm-hmm, mm, nope. 
Woo. Okay. 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 All right. It's worse. Uh, sometimes my doorknob would jiggle and I'd sit straight up, turn on my lamp and ask who was there, which I'd never, never get a response to. Of course. I'm back in my childhood home now with my mom. She's got macular degeneration and I have MS, so we help each other out. I'm so sorry to hear about that for both of you, but I'm glad you get to help each other. That's kind of cool. Oof. (sighs) I moved back in when my father got sick and we took care of him until he passed peacefully here at home. I know he still visits us. I can hear footsteps and there's a specific place that squeaks when stepped on upstairs, but no one's home except me. My doorknob handle still likes to randomly jiggle like someone's put their hand on it and wants to turn it but can't pictures will be moved like from the dresser in my bedroom out onto the floor in the living room our dogs will sit and stare and or bark at nothing that's a good sign i don't like oh my god okay (laughs) my mom doesn't uh my home doesn't scare me anymore like it did when i was young i truly believe that something dark was with us for a long time but through prayer and lots of smudging it finally left I've been places that make me really uneasy and feel super heavy. I was at my friend's new house and she gave me a tour. I went in every room except for one. I opted to stand in the doorway of that one. She noticed and asked why, and I wasn't sure. I just didn't want to. That's that's not good. No, that's, that's not a good thing. Been there, done that. Yeah, no. No. Mm-mm, nope. Uh, she said one of the previous owners had a family member commit suicide in that room. Uh, awesome yeah that's uh yep okay that'll do it Uh, yeah that would definitely explain my hesitation i'm looking forward to more haunted experiences with friends and my mini that's actually really cute friends and my mini i like that my mini thanks jessica thanks that was a good story it was fucking creepy gross hmm. (laughs) all right the next one is from cat And Kat's experience is a little different, having grown up hearing paranormal stories from her father. So this is a story from her dad. So when her dad, uh, it's titled The Farm. Uh, When my dad was about 17 years old, he was sitting in the front porch area of the house on the farm where he grew up. He felt like somebody was watching him. And when he turned around, he saw a man he didn't recognize who uh, who it was until a little bit later on. It turned out it was his great uncle, Michael Walsh. He was just staring at my dad for a while with like this confused look on his face. There were many other paranormal experiences at my dad's farm while he uh, while he was growing up and as an adult up until the farm was sold. Mm -hmm. So then here's another one. Madison, South Dakota, the apartment at on Egan Avenue, which is also from Cat about her dad. So my dad was living in this apartment and teaching at the time. Strange things started happening. He would hear footsteps that would come right up to the door and then stop. (gasps) I don't like that because then you don't hear them leave. That's gross. He would quickly open the door and nothing would be there. Ah, it's happened to me before. Except it was knocking. He would see orbs coming and going through that apartment. And soon after, he started waking up around 1130 or so at night with this feeling of heaviness. Mm -hmm. And he also felt like someone was choking him. (gasps) No. No, thank you. God. Nope. So he saw an apparition of a woman who he did not know that had long blonde hair. It got to a point where it was happening so often and my dad eventually moved into another apartment. 
The crazy thing is, my sister Jenny lived in that same apartment when she was about 22 years old, and there was still all kinds of activity occurring. Oh my fucking god. That's gross. That's gross. I don't like that. No, thank you. Ah. Okay. So, then they say, thanks again for including our stories and keeping and keep kicking ass on the podcast. So, this is from Senseless Spirits, and they have a Facebook if you want to go to facebook.com slash senseless spirits haunted road trip. And then their Instagram is just senseless spirits. Yeah, they're cool. So go check them out. They uh, they were also on the last Spooky Tales. Spooky Tales 2. They, yeah. uh, they sent in like three. They're like a team. So they sent yeah. in multiple. multiple uh, yeah. Thanks so much, guys. That was from Thank you. Uh, Mikhail, Jessica, and Kat. Thanks. Appreciate it. You're cool. Big preach, my dudes. Dab. Okay. Cool story. Dab. Yeah. Dab. Pretty good story, right? Okay. Yeah. I have to so say that. So your turn. Can see me dab. All right. Um, <clears throat> um, so these two episodes, these two, I have two two mini stories from Thabe Jenny. She sent in four, but I had to hey, break it up. Hey, hello again. Yes. From next to the last time. <laughs> oh my gosh. So she sent in, her first story is a little bit um, true crime-ish, but we're going to include it. We're going to include it because it's still, it's like culture kind of thing. So we're going to. I'm sorry, my dog just screamed right next oh. to my microphone. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. He's cute. Okay. He can, he can say. Then the second story is more um, paranormal. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so a, little, a little true crime, a little paranormal. We'll sprinkle it in there. She she made the effort to write it up, so we're going to do it. All right. Cool. Heck yeah. So uh, this is from Thabe Janie. Uh, in my last email submission to you, there was a story about my paternal grandfather, Bodu Dadu. Yes, I remember. Yes, and how he'd visit me long after his death. This first story is about him. You see, Bodudadu worked for the Indian government post-independence. He was an ISA officer, which stands for Indian Administrative Service. Uh, She put a Wikipedia link there to what it is. Uh, She explains it a little bit more. Uh, But he was an absolute darling of a man. Bodudadu was assigned to the task of convincing the villages and tribes of Forgive me, I'm gonna botch this, but I'm doing I'm doing the best that I can. You're trying. Uh, Nagaland to join the Indian Republic not long after the independence. Uh, okay. He would visit each village, each tribe, and speak to the chieftains to try and convince them to join the Indian Republic after, rather than Burma. Okay. Of course, there were many who rebelled, and this rebellion is the basis of the first story. Under the then Prime Minister's order, a Hindi teacher was sent on these trips to teach the Nagas Hindi. Okay, so we have a Hindi okay. teacher. Yeah. As it is one of the many official languages of India. Because of all the time they spent together, the Hindi teacher and Bodudaru grew quite close. One night, a few Naga rebels barged into the Hindi teacher's house. Having already heard them from afar, he sent his wife and children out through the back door. When the Naga rebels came, they grabbed the teacher, took him outside, and tied him to a nearby tree. His wife had to watch in absolute silence as the Nagas sliced him open. They made gashes on all of his joints and did awful things to him that I'm just going to not talk about. Uh, She sat hidden in the trees, watching silently in horror as his screams filled the night. She waited until they finished with him, and once the rebels had left, she made her way to Bodudadu's living quarters, where she sobbed and told him everything. Um, and that's, that's, that's so the sad. End. Yeah, that's sad. Um, so here's a second story about his time in Nagaland. Uh, while Bodudadu was there, he often had to do a lot of to and fro with important documents. He was visiting a tribe once, and he had to leave his jeep at the foot of a hill. He then had to climb the hill to reach them. It was 
night by the time he crossed the hills into to head back to his residence. As he was walking back to his jeep, he heard the sounds of scutterings in the woods on both sides of him. This was a normal occurrence, for foxes were known to run around at that time. He paid no mind to the sound. However, he started seeing small, soft, glowing orbs in the trees. More foxes, he told himself. In the distance, he'd see two pair of, of red orbs run towards him but before they could get too close to him the red orbs would just run off into the trees this assured him that they were indeed foxes for nothing else they could be 10 minutes later he saw one more pair of red orbs headed his direction he didn't think much of it expecting it to be one last fox who got left behind however the Mm -hmm. orbs didn't change their direction they kept heading straight towards him oh no Panic began setting in. It was irrational to him, but he still felt nervous. He could feel his heartbeat pick up ever so slightly. The red orbs kept getting closer and closer and closer. He slowed his pace, trying to think of a way to get out of this situation. But as the red orbs got closer, he heard what sounded like footfalls. He awesome. stopped and <laughs> he stopped at his tracks. His jeep was not too far away, but he tried to gauge how quickly he needed to be to outrun whatever was headed his way. Just then, red orbs came to a small clearing in the woods. It was a tiny space where no trees had grown. It was big enough for just about two people to have a small picnic on the ground. Uh, as the red orbs stepped mm-hmm. into the clearing, Bodudadu felt extremely silly. From, with, from within the woods emerged two men smoking their beadies. These are long, ah. long thin cigarette filled, uh, filled with tobacco flakes as they walked and chatted in hushed tones with each other. Ooh. That got gotcha. you. That, that was pretty good. That was good. That was really good. Yeah, I like so that, that was from Thames Jadi. And here we are. That was good. That was yeah, good. I was really I got, spooked and then I was got fine. I got cold chills. So that was really creepy. Okay, cool. Beautiful. Oogie. So my next story starts. I was born and raised in Peru. I moved to the US when I was about eight years old, and to be honest, I have very little memories of my childhood in Peru. The memories I do have are quite vivid, though, and a number of them are spooky ones in my childhood home. That's never a good thing. Spooky childhood memories. That's the trauma. Mm. I clearly recall waking up on a number of nights to see a shadow person moving around my bedroom door, and at once it came to the foot of my bed and sat down. Mm No! I'm (laughs) I'm talking about a defined body of a person, but no features. No, my fucking God. Classic shadow person. Ah, nope, 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 nope. This is the exact same response I would have. Uh, I would often start crying and calling for my mom. By the time she came to the room, it would be gone. Gross. That sucks. That's ass. That's rude. That's a shitty shadow person not even waiting. That's mean. (laughs) (laughs) So my parents would just say that I had an overactive imagination and would tell my older siblings to stop watching scary movies or shows when I was around. Mm -hmm. So I grew up thinking that I was just imagining these things. Not really comforting because in my young mind, it meant that I was crazy imagining this shadow person and I was scared of the dark until well into my 20s, even as still little now in my 30s. I mean, that's a fair response, though. Yeah. Fast forward to now. I was chatting with some cousins about spooky and spiritual stuff that's happened to them, and one of my cousins mentioned how she hated spending the night at my childhood home. The conversation brought back so many memories of that house and how even the times I've gone back to visit my old neighborhood and see the house, I have this uneasy feeling even just seeing it from the outside. 
As you should, because that place was fucked up. Yeah, no, that's that's bad. That's real bad. Now, this house was built by my family, my grandmother, on land that was undeveloped at the time, so I know that there were no previous tenants or anything of that sort in the house. However, I started looking into the history of the land, not an easy task when my Spanish reading level is that of a middle schooler at best, <laughs> and the hits I was getting were incredibly advanced, and also I'm sure the fact that I'm in a U.S. doing research was a factor versus being in Peru. Mm-hmm. But I came to learn that there was there is an archaeological dig site around the corner from where that home is, and that they have found stuff dating back to before the Inca Empire. Holy shit! So that's fun. Oh my um, god! Okay, cool. Yeah, that's they say as fuck. It's got to be. I mean, that explains the shadow people, right? Mm. Uh, so online it says that this was between 900 and 1470. So the Inca Empire started roughly around 1438. So there's stuff dating all the way back to the year 900. That's uh that's a hot minute ago. Okay. (laughs) So now that I have this information, I go back to my mom and I tell her about the spooky memories I have of that house. And my mom just smiles at me and says something along the lines of, well, we weren't sure if you were really seeing these things or not, but we thought it best to just ignore you so that you wouldn't hone this gift that a few people in our family has. (gasps) Oh, that's mean. That's kind of like, that's kind of cool, but also kind of shitty. That's kind of shitty. Okay. She said that my sister would also see and even speak to an invisible person she was when she was that age. She's much older than me. And that they did the same thing to her, just pretended she had an imaginary friend and ignored her. Meanwhile, my mom was well aware of the land being so close to an archaeological dig site and even said that she thinks the land had previously been a burial ground. Lovely. That's just not ideal. Fucking great. Love it. It's amazing. That's not ideal. Uh, you know, no big deal. Just build a house right on top of who knows what. Insert <laughs> side eye emoji here. <laughs> <laughs> In a way, I'm grateful that I never truly developed this gift because as much as I love listening to the scary stories, I don't really like being a part of them, which <laughs> is fair and understandable. <laughs> but I also wish I hadn't gone so long thinking I was crazy and had an overactive imagination. I do get strange feelings from time to time. I'll see something out of the corner of my eye, but that's really all. And I think everybody has that at one point or another. One last little not-so-spooky spook. About a week after my grandma passed away, um, I woke up in the middle of the night and I could swear that I saw her lying next to me instead of seeing my boyfriend who was there. Uh, not an easy to mix up, seeing as my grandma was about four foot eight inches tall and weighed about 50 pounds, and my boyfriend is at least three times that weight and about a foot taller. I could very well have just been my mind trying to cope with the immense loss, but I'm choosing to believe that my grandma came to visit me and let me know that she's all right and just help me a little bit. So yeah, those are my stories. Let me know if you need any clarifying. Nope, you did great. That was awesome. Um... Keep yeah. giving me spooky stories. Perfect. Soul. You keep giving them to us. Yeah. Even <laughs> trade. <laughs> I've gone through them all already and I need more. That's so sweet. That's from Wendy. Thank you, Wendy. Yes. Thank you so much. That was awesome. She she could have let uh, your uh, grandma could have let you know that she was around in a less creepy manner. But here we are, I guess. Well, I mean, you know, that's fine. It's less creepy than the shadow people. So. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cre- totally. creepy's relative, man. Ugh, subjective, <laughs> relative. All right, we're gonna move on. Yeah. Okay. This one. Tell me. A little. This one's a little fucked up. 
Ooh. Uh, I had a public investigation a few months back at a local haunted house. The, it's called uh, The Cabin on 360 in Mechanicsville, Virginia. And I need to look up. Actually, not, actually after, once I fucking read the story, I'm not. You're, we're not going there. Absolutely the fuck not. Oh, you sure? Uh, yes. Tr- wait. Just wait. Uh, I've been okay. here before. And I've had some interesting things happen, but that night was different. A little backstory. The cabin on 360 has a cabin on the property, a brick rancher that was the site of something horrendous that happened. If you have access to the notes, you go and read it. I'm not saying it out loud. Uh, Something very horrendous, horrendous, horrendous happened there. And also houses a potential elemental spirit by the name Dobby. Yes, oh. it's named after the house elf due to someone getting a thermal image picture of it, and it looked like Dobby. Oh, that's cool. It also, and it's also one of the locations for the Seven Days Battle during the Civil War. There is so much energy at this place, it's ridiculous. Anyways, after finishing up part of our investigation in the cabin that at one time was potentially a brothel, we went over to the Brick Rancher. Now, I've been in the rancher a few times before, so I kind of knew what I was walk it into but when i walked in this time i decided to push myself <laughs> oh no okay the few, yeah the few times before i was only able to walk into the brother's room about one step in he was the one that did the horrific little thing uh back into the mid oh. to late 70s and uh can't remember when uh unfun fact that the big bag of dick uh, just got out of prison past April and lives somewhere in North Carolina. Oh, he got out of prison? Yeah, for doing the shit bag thing. No. Yeah. No, 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 was... no. You get to live there forever. Yeah, he should have fucking lived there forever, that horrendous thing he did. Uh, this this time when I walked into the brother's room, I got the I got to the same spot I've always been able to get to. Every time I'm in there, it always feels extremely heavy, and I feel like someone is pushing hard on my chest and at the same time crushing down on me. I only nope. took a few steps in and got predominantly worse. It got so bad that I started to have shortness of breath and the spin. So I went outside to calm myself and ground myself. A few minutes later, a few minutes later, my friend Melissa, who is also a paranormal investigator, walked outside and asked if I'm okay. I explained that I was going on and she helps me calm down the best I could. We went back inside the house and headed to the basement where... And this is where Dobby is believed to dwell. I was perfectly fine for about five minutes, and all of a sudden I started to get lightheaded. Melissa asked if I was okay, and I said, no, something isn't right. And she said, you need to tell Dobby to back off. So I screamed, Dobby, back the fuck up. Fair. I guess at that point, it didn't like that much because I got even more dizzy and lightheaded and nauseous, like watery mouth nauseous. So I ran up the stairs, out the front door, and started hugging the tree in front of the yard to try and ground myself back to the earth. Melissa came back outside and asked me what was going on. So I explained to her that I was very angry for no fucking reason. I was sad for no reason. I'm confused and I don't understand why I'm having a thousand feelings happening all at once. My mind is spinning in circles. I wanted to vomit but couldn't. The best way to describe it would probably be PMS but a thousand times without the cramps. Uh, Obviously as a dude I've never experienced PMS but Melissa told me that about sums that up. So after about 10 minutes of hugging a tree I wanted to punch it for no reason and trying to pray which was only making it worse we went back over to the cabin where a gypsy woman had me sit on her rug and asked me if i was religious to which i do base my faith on christianity and when then proceeded to rub me with holy water while praying she grabbed my stomach and twisted her hands i don't like being touched unless i'm really comfortable with you so it was slightly awkward for me after the prayers she asked me to be honest 
and said, if when I was in the rancher and all of a sudden this was going on, if it turned me on at all. And I replied back, uh, what? No. <laughs> like, I get why she's asking that, yeah. but. Because it could have been incubus succubus. Mm. Mm -hmm. I still have no idea what that was about. So there you go. That's why she was asking. But anyway, she told me to lay back on the grass till I felt better. After what felt like five minutes, I get up in my and head to my sister's car to go grab some water. While walking over there, I got another wave of overwhelming emotion and started to tear up and kept saying, I'm sorry, I didn't mean for this to happen. And my sister is saying it's all okay. Once we got oh. to the... No, I don't think she was asking because it was an incubus succubus situation. I think she was asking it because he was he she thought he could have been identifying with what was bothering the boy, the brother. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yep, because it could have been the elemental, the residual energy, and that right. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Um, maybe that might be an option. I don't know. Two theories, two running theories that we got so far. Once we got to the car, I started to hug her. My family doesn't really hug unless someone is having a celebration, dying, or funeral uh i started mm-hmm. to have a full-blown panic attack with my entire body shaking uncontrollably and wouldn't stop she finally was able to calm me down and we went back over to the cabin where i asked melissa if we could go back to the basement so i could face the fucking thing mm-hmm. she told me hell no and we headed to the woods good yeah absolutely not sorry yep that's my experience with the elemental i at the cabin on 360. I did not have any other experiences that night in the woods but that's a story for another i did have another experience in that woods that night, but that's a story for another time. I do not want to Gimme. mention that the parent. <laughs> I do not want to mention that the paranormal hangover after that night was intense. I spent most of the the next day in a complete daze and had slept for the majority of the day. The next day, I went to work and was still extremely tired, and I wasn't back to normal until about the end of the week. Uh, sorry for the long story. No, it was great. Uh, that was awesome. That was was Chris. Yes, that was amazing. That's Chris from Campfire Chronicles podcast. So you can check him out on Instagram, uh, Campfire, Campfire Chronicles podcast. He's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, man. So he's at the story. That happened. Yeah. That sucks. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Um, okay. Let's see. You, I, I went, you went, I went, you yeah. went, I went. That's five stories. We're halfway. Yes. Okay, so we're halfway through. Yeah. Rep mid-roll. Uh, this is the part of the podcast where we give shout-outs to our newest Patreon members. And we do have a new Patreon member. Uh, that would be thanks to Cindy M. Uh, Cindy, I need you to fill out the, the, the survey so I can send you a sticker. Yes, please. Yes. We so would like I to get you a sticky. Yes, I messaged you back on Patreon. There should be a message with a link going to a Google survey thing. And please be fill, be sure to fill it out. I want to get you your sticker. So if you like what we do and you want to support us, check us out at Patreon. Or if you can, can't do that and you want to do something, uh, some other kind of support, be sure to uh, rate and review if you're listening to us on iTunes. And be sure to smash that follow button on Spotify and anywhere else you are listening to us. Be sh- please be sure to do the thing. Do the thing. Because if you like what we do, rate and review. And if you don't like what we do, at least leave critical critical feedback. Uh, constructive criticism. Const- constructive criticism. Yeah. Thank you. I got you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, your turn. Okay, it's my turn. All right. So my third story is titled The Doll of My Dreams. I hate it. Already. I hate it already. I'm thank not, you. Love I'm it. not. Hmm. Okay. Woo. Just before bed, one full moon night, I checked all the doors, locks, and window shades. My daughter and I always keep a tight ship. Reasonable. 
Yeah. We, my, my husband and I check the front door at least once each when we go upstairs for bed, so... Perhaps we have seen one too many horror movies or paranormal TV shows. Once I was sure everything was secure, I laid down for the night. After all, I had a pretty busy day tomorrow. Somewhere between 11 p.m. and 8 a.m., a vivid production of my imagination took place in dream form. That's that's, that's probably the best fucking way I've ever heard that explained. Okay, go on. Me too. That's so good. I had just gotten to work for a charity place I work at on Saturdays. Remember, this is the dream. While sorting through donations of clothes and shoes, a person came and dropped off another donation to us. I grabbed the boxes or bags and brought them into my sorting station, not knowing what goodies I'd see. While digging through the treasure, I revealed a doll. She was beautiful. I didn't mention I collect dolls of any and all kinds. I planned to take her and give her a new home. She would stay with me. After a distinct nostalgic feeling of joy, I awoke to daylight peeking through the blinds at my face, and it was time to rise, have coffee, and shine, and head to work. Oh, Jesus. I like that. That was cute. <laughs> Ooh. I was glad to see the team that I work with at Earthbound Angels, Inc. As usual, they were glad to see my face. My daughter came to volunteer with me that day as well. While we got orders ready to hand out for families in need, I heard a lot of loud music playing outside and some car doors open. Two men dropped off some trash bags in front of our shop and then drove away. My daughter and I went to round up what was left outside and bring it all inside to sort. I was going through one of the donation treasure hunts and my daughter was going through another. She stopped and seemed surprised. She said, Mom, you'll never guess what's in here. Sarcastically, I replied, it's a doll. She was so shocked. Revealing that what was behind the trash bag curtain of surprise, she raised this beautiful doll that was just like in my dream. Disgusting. The very same story that happened in my dream the night before. My daughter was amazed. Um, I would then take this doll and bring her home with me and give her a new permanent home and name her because this was the doll of my dreams. That was gross. And you kept it. I don't it. like dolls. And you yeah. fucking kept uh. Yep. Yep. She kept it. That's. <sighs> Dolls are not for me, man. Like, I'm, I'm happy that you like them, but who boy. Nope. Nope. No. I'm good. Uh, and that, that story was from Rosie Page. Um, Facebook page is Ruby Shadow Hunter 13 as well as Instagram. Cool. So, who boy. Thank you for that. I don't... That was really well written also. Yes. But, yeah, yeah, ooh, yeah. the dolls. Um, hmm. Nope. Nope. <sighs> Your turn. Spook me. I'm a little on edge from everything. Tell oh, me. that's what... This one's great. You ready? <laughs> oh, no. Okay, this, yeah. I'm ready. This one is also really, we- la, 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 really Try again. well written. Okay, perfect. I'm going to slow it down a little bit. Uh, okay, so here we go. Tell me. It's got big words in it. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I had just taken an ab- abis- abysmal job. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at a very traditional company where, because there was this recession going on and I didn't have much of a choice. When I say traditional, this company's dress code Fair. said women had to wear stockings. I knew from the get-go I was going to be what a terrible the fuck? employee. <laughs> I knew I was going to be a terrible employee as, yeah, <laughs> fucking sexist. Um, so I decided I should probably move apartments so I could be as close as possible to my new office and maybe actually make it there on time every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair (laughs) okay i i know the woman who wrote this so this 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 is great i love this um a friend suggested the historic chicago suburb of oak park as a place i might consider for my new home if you've never heard of oak park illinois 
I can give you a few facts that might fill you in some gaps. The town is a is full of beautiful tree-lined streets holding Victorian houses and apartment buildings. It's also been home to Ernest Hemingway, Betty White, and Frank Lloyd Wright, among many <laughs> others. Yeah, uh, it sits to the west of the border of Chicago. It's full of wealth, ghosts, and history. Oh, those are my favorite things. <laughs> Okay, uh, when I first drove to Oak Park from the highway, cut out of the ground below. Oh, so like a like fucking Texas stupid ass bullshit. I had an eerie sense <laughs> that someone was watching me. I looked up at the towering 19th century buildings and knew they had eyes. I was being evaluated. I shivered. But did I mention the cute tree-lined streets? I decided to see about the apartment anyways. Ooh. <laughs> when I looked at the place... I had seen advertised. The place felt off. I thought maybe it was because of the current tenant was much cleaner than I would ever be. The place would feel like home after I trashed it. Plus, it had a dishwasher. I inquired about the bugs. The landlord suspiciously, suspiciously brushed the question off. So naturally, I signed the lease. Soon after I moved in, I realized the bugs weren't the only things I had to deal with. And yes, there were quite a few of those. This was, after all, a wealthy area, and I was living in an affordable apartment. You could probably imagine, you could probably use that information to do the, to do the roach to human. That's awful. You could probably do the roach to human ratio math. And no. the roaches have been living in the walls for a hundred for of hundred year old buildings. <sighs> for well over a hundred years, so they Those, have had, yeah. So they have had time to grow quite sizable. They mostly came up the bathtub drain. Oh God! The roaches weren't the only things in the walls of that place. By the second week that I lived there, I started having nightmares. As I lay in bed at night, I saw the blue inquiring faces of de- dead children standing over me, watching. Whoa! Me. Zero to a million. Yes, I was sleeping. I think. But the children were definitely there. I had a weird feeling that they came from the walls like the roaches. The dreams got worse. The children stood longer around my bed. And it got to the point where I couldn't have a dream without them being there. It became very disconcerting. I started sleeping with the lights on, which was also good for keeping the roaches at bay. But they kept coming. I can still see their deadpan faces. A girl about eight, a boy about ten, leaning over me in their old-fashioned clothes. Finally, it got so bad, I started staying over at my boyfriend's house, which was really far away from my job, which made me even worse of an employee. The lease ran out. I did not renew. I also quit my job. After all, I was never on time, and I never wore pantyhose. No. (laughs) No. No. Absolutely the fuck not. No. No. That's um, Becky from Homespun Haints. She so graciously sent us this story. Thank you, Becky. That was really well written. And it was it was really good, but it didn't make me feel good. You know, like yeah. it it had this impending sense of like horror and doom, and was, that was that one almost made me cry. That one was yeah, very yeah. rough. No, no. Ooh, yes. Uh, um, homespun hates ladies. They are really really good. Um, definitely be sure to check out their. Are you fucking crying? Almost trying not to. Don't cry. All right. So Becky is awesome. She um. Uh, does art for the um, podcast, so you should like see her, check her, check them out on Instagram at Homespun Hates Podcast. Um, she does art, for, yeah, so that art for the show, and then she also like does the music for the show, and Hell it's yeah. so fucking cool. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, so Becky's cool. 
definitely check them out. 10 out of 10, they interview a bunch of people too and they get really good horror stories. I also interviewed with them. So uh, my story is going to be coming out on their podcast soon, which is Yay! fun. Yay! Woohoo! That's okay. great. A little bit exciting. Okay. So I'm so sorry if I butcher your name. I'm going to try really hard. Was that Bastion? From. Yes. You just grabbed his face. I'm so sorry, everybody. I did. <laughs> he screams and then I grab his face. It's a whole thing. And then and then he loves it. It's a whole thing. Like, That's what he wants. And no, no. And then he screams more. I don't know why he's so screamy right now. Probably because almost. I've been sitting immobile for a minute and he just wants <laughs> attention. We're almost done. So. We're almost there. We got three more left. Yeah, I know. We got three more, bud. You can hold out. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> he's so sassy. A grunt okay. of his pleasure. Okay. <laughs> so this is from Mallory Kowinski, I want to say. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry if that's wrong. Um. She calls herself the blonde one from Blackbeak Paranormal. <laughs> okay, okay, cute. okay. On April 23rd of this year, we traveled north from Philadelphia to Napanock, New York, yeah. uh, to host a paranormal investigation evening with some of our friends who were all seasoned investigators at the infamous Shanley Hotel. Previously, a bustling hotel and then then the family home speakeasy of james shanley then a bordello this space is near and dear to many investigators hearts people seem to swing either way in terms of what they experience at this location it's either quiet and mellow or borderline bursting with activity and it's a thrill to see what the night will be Ugh. i kind of like that that it's like either or that's cool after our first session involving a geoport and an evp session led by the guides from the hotel which was fairly uneventful, I feared it would be a mellow evening entirely, but was content to continue forward and see what else the night might bring. We broke after that first session and returned to our base camp room to grab a snack, because no one likes a growling stomach interrupting an EVP round. I mean, yeah. That's really smart. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, there's one that I can see that seasoned investigator right there. Like, (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) That's actually really cool, though. Um, And gather up for our next session. Everyone in the hotel was milling in the room, mostly behind where I was standing, checking gear and whatnot. I was chatting with a friend, sipping some lukewarm coffee, and as she leaned over to get something from her bag, I was staring past her down the corridor at the end of the large room that led to the bordello stairwell, mirror scrying room, and the gentleman's quarters, where we were presumably sleeping that night. Suddenly, a very tall figure in a billowing gray-white dress, loose pants, quickly moved across the hallway. (gasps) I stared, in shock, speedily running through what the hell or who in the hell that could be. I instantly thought it was the tallest man in our group, but no, he was behind me and wearing a black shirt. Uh, it was, was it a member of the hotel staff? No, the stairwell only leads upstairs to the bordello and back, and it didn't go up the stairs. It walked right into the gentleman's club. And there were only two members of staff here, and yeah, it was walking, wasn't it? I saw its legs move, one, then the other, then the other. All of these things flew around my brain in milliseconds before I was tearing across the room to follow the apparition to where it had gone. <laughs> and no one was there. Lovely. Yeah. This tall legged person, for lack of a better term, who had no head, now that I thought about it, had materialized either in or either in the room or in the door frame of the mirror scrying room, moved across the perpendicular hallway, and then just disappeared. Mm. I had oh 
I had set up a video camera recording just to the left of the gentleman's room doorway, and no one appeared on it upon review. I can hear myself hilariously rushing into the room and cursing madly when I burst in to check seconds later. (laughs) I checked under beds and the emergency exit and found nobody. No one else in the room saw anything. I stood there absolutely gobsmacked, and then real and the realization that I'd seen my very first full no, full body non shadow apparition started to sink in. The rest of the night um, produced either incredible experiences, including some well some wild full sentence responses through a blindfolded spirit box session and a disembodied footsteps that woke me up at four a.m. right next to my bed. I'm not one prone to dramatizing my experiences. I'm a diehard debunker and second guesser, but I left New York with new information that forever altered my expectations and understanding of what an investigation night can yield. For more information and videos of our Shandy visit and all our other investigations, head on over to Instagram at blackbeakparanormal. They're also on Facebook and TikTok. That, what that's a, pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. like like voices, shit moving. That's yeah. that's something. But a full body apparition. Yeah. Fuck, no, that's fuck off. That's where it's just at. Straight up. What the fuck? That shit makes no sense. Yeah. No, it's uh, spooky, spookalicious, as it Sp- were. <sighs> spookalicious, definitious. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I got cold chills on that one. Yeah. Woo. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Here we go. My last story. Give me. Who the hell sent this? Oh, 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 okay. All right. I had to, I had to get it in my brain. All right. Okay. So I'll preface by saying that my mom is somewhat sensitive and my dad is a total non-believer regarding, regarding the paranormal. When they got That's married, fair. they moved into the house that my dad's parents built and he grew up in. My grandparents had passed before they ever met. I was born in April, 14 months after they got married. Come Christmas, my mom and dad were driving us to Virginia from Tennessee to celebrate with my mom's family on Christmas Eve. As my mom tells it, I was sitting at the stage I was at the I was the, I was at the stage of babbling where I'd pick up a word and repeat it over and over and over again. So we're going up the interstate and I'm babbling away and my dad kind of picks up on the word I'm saying over and over again in the back seat. He asks my mom, "What's she saying?" My mom listens for a minute and replies, "It sounds like she's saying Gina." My dad immediately pulls over, pale as a sheet, and told my mom, that's what my niece used to call my mom before she passed. Whoa. So my mom, having never heard this word, let alone me, took this as a sign that she was with me and watching over me. Sometime later, my dad went away on a racing trip. It was only my mom alone with me and our cat at the time. An important note is that my mom is very fire paranoid, even more so when she was home alone. Every night, she makes sure that all the chairs at our kitchen table, which also belong to my dad's parents, are pushed in so there is a clear path out of the house in Very case smart. of an emergency. That is really fucking smart. Wow. Very smart. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so she walked up the house, got the chairs pushed in, uh, checked on me, and went to bed. The cat curled up with her at the foot of the, her bed, and she turned on the TV. After a little while, she started to hear a loud scraping sound and a thud coming from the other end of the house. No. She sat still. <sighs> silent (laughs) waiting to see what was going on she said the cat's ears uh, were standing straight up and the fur on her back as well was standing up the cat then jumped off the bed and went stalking down the hallway like she was trying to find out what was going on 
My mom continued to sit there, not speaking, not moving, assuming that if somebody else was in the house, the cat would come tearing back into the room. After a few minutes, the cat came strolling back into the room, jumped on the bed, curled up, and went back to sleep. So my mom assumed all was okay, and she went back to sleep. The next morning, when she got up, one of the chairs at the table was pushed all the way up against the wall. When my dad got home, my mom asked him which seat his parents had sat at, and the seat where his dad used to sit at that time had been moved. Oh, nice. Probably about five years ago, my mom walked into the house and saw my dad turn the corner of from the living room down the hallway. She hollered after him, but he didn't respond, so she kept walking after him. She saw him turn into the bedroom, so she went behind him calling for him, getting ready, get, getting really frustrated that he's not listening to her. I mean, that's fair. She walked into the bedroom and didn't see him, so she assumed he'd gone into the bathroom, which was the only other door in the bedroom. She turned into the bathroom, and there was no one there. She swears to this day that she followed my grandfather down the hall. Oh! My mom feels like there are negative energies in the house as well. She believes this is because when my grandfather was alive, he was also very into archaeology. He would go on digs, and keep in mind this was prior to a lot of protective laws and requirements for reporting, and he would bring skeletons, relics, and pottery back home overnight to ensure that it was safe. Some of the relics he found were even sent to the Smithsonian, but my mom feels this negative energy came from those practices. So uh, that's that's our haunted house, happily haunted, I believe, but haunted nonetheless. And they still live there to this day, and we intend to keep it in the family. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Also, what the fuck? But, like, I can understand why he would bring things home to keep them safe. So, like, I'm not upset, because, like, I get it, but who boy. Don't bring that shit home. Who boy. Don't bring that shit home. So that's from Amanda Durham Wright. That's right with a W. And you can find her on her Instagram at, at Amanda Durham Wright. Nice. One word. Just one word with a W. Beautiful. Cool. Thank you for the story. Thank you. That was really cool. I appreciate <laughs> that, genuinely. I don't like moving chairs or... I mean, I don't like moving chairs that get in your way if you have an emergency. That, but like also seeing a full body apparition appear so real that you don't even... Like, you can't see through it because that's, that's yeah. the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. That's that's the one. That's that's the one. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, it's my husband, but he just looks so much like his dad. Ooh. But also, you can't, you can't see through it, so you're actually fo- following a fucking solid apparition. Yeah. Mm. That's cool. Disgusting. Disgusting. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Moving right along. Last story. Let it rip. Okay. So, let's grab it and sip it. The, the story starts. When I was about 12 or 13, I was home alone one night while my mom was out with friends and my dad was gone for work reasons. It was around eight at night and it had gotten dark when I decided to watch some Animal Planet. Hell yeah. I used to watch Animal Planet. Oh my God. I distinctly (laughs) remember, don't laugh at me. I distinctly remember watching Animal Planet's funniest home videos. Hell yeah. That was my shit, dude. Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh, which was a show that me and my two cats would actually sit and watch. That's so cute because my animals would sit and watch with me too. Oh my God. And then in brackets, that part is important. I promise. Oh, so the the pets are there. Yeah, the pets are there. The pets are watching with her. Okay, cool, 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 cool. All right. So while we were watching TV, I began to hear what sounded like someone walking around upstairs in my room. That's gross. I ignored it, mainly because this was not the first time that this had occurred, and I decided that in a desperate mindset, 
that to self-diagnose, I was just hearing things. I literally thought it was all in my head. And instead of investigating, I turned up the volume on the TV. Good call. That's fair, right? No. Yeah. So after some time, though, the noise became louder to the point where it sounded like multiple people were stomping around in my room. Again, I turned up the volume on the TV and I ignored it. If you if you turn up the volume in your car, if you hear something clanking yeah. around, it just goes away. It's not there. Yeah, exactly. It's if you same, can't same. hear it, it doesn't exist. Right. So same concept. Okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. So what made me eventually pay attention to it was that both of my cats had turned their attention to the hallway leading up to the stairwell. After a few minutes, both of the cats began to growl. <sighs> ah, I looked at them and saw that the hair was standing, all of their hair was standing on end as they looked toward that hallway. Finally, I muted the TV and I listened to what sounded like 10 people violently arguing upstairs in my bedroom. I couldn't hear what they were saying, but it sounded like men and women yelling at one another while storming around the room. That's pretty fucked up. That's fucking disgusting. I don't like that. Don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> It grew to be so loud that both of the cats stopped growling and just froze. What eventually made me react was the sudden sound of someone sprinting from one room, one end of my room to the door and then down the stairs. Oh, fuck Let me make it no. known that these stairs were pretty old and creaky. It wasn't a small house, but no matter where you were inside that house, you could hear even just the cats walking up and down the stairs. It creaked so bad. So hearing someone book it down the stairs was loud. The stomps were so heavy, I can't remember my mom's china cabinet rattling. I would have went through the fucking window. As close as exit, <gasps> at just fucking, like, through a wall. Yeah, I would have lost it. I would have sh- See you later. Oh, I'm done. Oh, my fucking God. I would have. <gasps> That's the one. That's the one. That's, That's the one. Ooh. So by the time whatever it was made its way halfway down the stairs, I picked up both of my cats, <laughs> ran out the sliding glass door to my right. I didn't even close the door behind me. I just sat in my yard for an hour and a half until my mom got home. The in- entire time I sat out there, neither one of the cats left my side, and I could see that the window to my room was pitch black. That's fucked up. I don't like oh, that. the fuck? I don't like that. No, because, ooh, nope. When my mom got home, we searched the house and found nothing. She also made it a point to remind me that she locked everything up before she left and showed me that no one could have even gotten in, never mind a dozen people or so. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, so that's my story. Sorry it was so long. Hell no, that was great. Don't, oh. Give me long stories. That was awesome. <laughs> Ooh, but I've got plenty more where that came from. Perfect. Send some more. Please send more. So, <laughs> that was amazing. And then uh, they say, love your podcast. You guys are hilarious. Zoe, I hope your finger's doing better. It is. Um, two weeks in, I got like four more and I'm done. So, and my finger will be back to normal. So thank you. I believe in you. So stay spooky from Victoria, Smoke and Shadow podcast. Thanks thank so much, you. Victoria. That was really nice. Thanks. It was really scary. Appreciate I liked it. it. I liked it. That's the one. That one wins. Big preach. That one was good. Whew. That was really good. Oof, oof, oof. Okay. Good times. Good times. Cool. All right. I'm going to wrap this up because I got to actually, Kay. I got to hit the road. I gotta, yeah, I got to drive, drive a while. Drive, drive to Connecticut. Damn. Woo. Okay. It's a far um, Be sure to check us out on our website at www.hauntherabarelyknowher.com. If you have a story that you would like to submit, you can 
You can fucking send it on the website. Send I don't it. Shit. Or you can email it to us. That's cool, too. Um, uh. If you have a story suggestion, be please be sure to visit our website to drop off that story. We get emails sent to us, and you can be anonymous or whatever. You can get shout out if you want. Um, you can also check us out on social media, um, yes. Instagram and Twitter, at H-H-I-B-K-H podcast. For sure. Um, I'm on Instagram. Yeah. Zoe's on Twitter. Sometimes we're there. Sometimes we're not. Sometimes we're not. Sometimes Ugh. life is just this is this is a lot. Yeah, it um, is. Yes. Cool. Yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed That's, that. I'm gonna go touch some grass now. All right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> until next time, haunt her. I barely know her. Or those weird kids and cockroaches. <laughs> the cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>